Welcome to The Wrong Side, the podcast where we talk about the latest happenings in pop culture to help make sure you never find yourself on the wrong side of history. On today's episode, we'll be talking about Billie Eilish's new music video, Bo Burnham's special Inside, and the long-awaited Friends reunion on HBO Max. Let's discuss. question of the day is an industry plant just like Billie Eilish and the question of the day is this oh we're jumping right in let's go baby I like it you're like it's a Monday this is a business day we have no time to sort of chat and catch up it's the beginning of the work week let's get to work baby time is money 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 is time you said money the way Alex Cooper says money what Money. money I've never even heard her say money. But she says, honey. Oh, my God. They no longer sponsor the show, so I don't want to hear it. (laughs) I just don't want to hear you talking like Alex Cooper ever again. Well, then why don't you go ahead and ask the question of the day in your perfect little voice? It sounds not not like anybody else, okay? What's that supposed to mean? I don't even know. We are rushing. We need to calm down. I know. It's Pride Month, so you need to calm down. Okay, that was good. That was a good one. I'll give you that. Oh my god, and you're even wearing like a little rainbow tee. That's cute. And it has Mickey. Oh my god. Wait, that's adorable. She is pretty cute, except for the fact that I got her at Urban Outfitters. Oh my god, probably for like $70. She's a sellout. <laughs> okay, question of the day. And like I said, it's a plant. What's the worst thing to happen on Instagram in the last week? <laughs> Would you like to go first or do you want me to go first? Guys, I will go first. Not clickbait. We were banned from Instagram. <laughs> Just kidding. We weren't. But as a whole. What was happening was I was live streaming whilst watching the Floyd Mayweather and Jake Paul exhibition fight yesterday, Sunday night. And I was trying to just give the people what they wanted to hear. I was trying to keep people updated on the what's what on the what's what I was trying to keep people updated on what was going on in the fight. If Jake Paul or what's his face, Logan Paul was going to get knocked out. If Floyd Mayweather was going to pop off and I was trying to flip it up like back and forth a couple of times so that I couldn't get copyright claimed. I was providing commentary, which is completely fair use for me to do. But my live video was stricken due to copyright and we were banned from <laughs> going live for, I, it must have been like 12 hours or something. I don't know. Yeah, thank God. It, we actually just checked approximately five minutes ago to see if we were still banned. So if you got a notification on Monday night saying the wrong side is going live, no, that was not an accident. We are back, baby. Yeah, we're back with the vengeance. Although we've never gone live before, but I actually really like going live and I would do it again. Makes me feel like an influencer. I know, especially if we're ever together, that would be really fun. But it actually was kind of fun just watching you and getting to comment. But I was confused last night when you just ended it out of nowhere. I was like, oh my God, did she accidentally end it? And then you texted me being like, I think I got her account blocked. I was devastated. Like next thing I knew, the FBI was knocking down my door saying, open up. We have a warrant for your arrest. (laughs) They gave me, they handed me a cease and desist. And now I'm going to fucking court next week. So no episode next week. Please Venmo Audrey for legal fees. 
Honestly, we, we may need to take like a little summer vacation just because the free time is lacking. We're lacking in the free time department this month. It's actually out of control. No, we are one week into June and the amount of chaos that has already ensued is devastatingly stressful. I really like it though. Me too. Like I'm thriving in it, but I'm also, yeah, like like I'm the happiest I've ever been, but like I'm miserable. (laughs) Exactly. Like there's like a millisecond of a pure panic attack every single day, but it's just that little millisecond and that's all. Which I can handle. It used to be like at least like 15 milliseconds during the pandemic. So exactly. Anyways, that's what happened to me. So personally, what caused me a millisecond of panic this last week was somebody named James, as you all know, as Audrey's boyfriend, posted on his Instagram story a riddle that I feel like everybody probably saw because I know a couple other people posted it as well. Someone's mother has four sons. (laughs) Three are named North, East, and West. What's the name of the fourth son? And so I usually don't respond to riddles like this, but I was like, oh, I got this one in the bag because it starts out saying someone's mother. So I was like, oh my God, of course it's someone. Like James really thinks he got me on this one. You wish. I message him. He immediately goes, nope, his name is actually what? The third sentence is a statement, not a question. In parentheses, no question mark. And I wanted to die. And then, of course, you know, he has to send the whole copy and paste. The deal is a deal. Copy and paste the following to your page being like, here's the riddle. And then I lost to James. And I just, I simply couldn't bring myself to do it. And James, I apologize for that. But I just like literally do not post on my Instagram story ever. And I couldn't bring myself to do this riddle. And I didn't want to cause others pain that I was, that I experienced. You know what I mean? That was like illegal of you to not repost it. And now you're going to have bad luck for seven years. And I know, but I'll take close it. To you is going to, someone's close to you is going to pass away. Oh my God. <laughs> that is so toxic of you. I swear. <laughs> Wait, I don't you. claim that energy. That was a joke. God, not today, Satan. Don't fuck with me. It was a joke. Okay, chill. <laughs> I dig it back. I dig it back. Now you have to post it on your story to try to <laughs> get rid of that bad energy. That's the only way you can get rid of that karma that you just created for yourself. Oh my God, Emily, I'm scared. Please, God, just yeah, like, way to go. Give, say a little extra prayer tonight. If anything, I hope you know that. that my family listens to this, and now they know that they're in danger. Well, who said it was your family? I thought you said my family. I said someone close to you. It could be me. I was. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, we have to move on. We We are on a tight schedule today, ladies and gents. Well, hey, honestly, we're not even just doing this for us. We're doing it for the listeners, too, because as we are getting busier, our listeners are getting busier. So we are cramming it in to a nice 30-minute episode for you all to squeeze into your busy work week. It's true, but it's only like, it's a true question of whether or not we'll actually be able to get this under 30 minutes. We for sure will. Challenge accepted. Hit it. Last Thursday, Billie Eilish dropped her new song, Lost Cause, along with a music video. The song is off her upcoming album, Happier Than Ever, which is expected to come out next month. The album will also feature her previously released singles, My Future, Your Power, and Therefore I Am. Eilish took to her Instagram to tell fans how much fun she'd been having filming the video. We had the time of our lives being hot and shooting this, she wrote. What did you think of the video? Just fun vibes. Did I think that it matched the song super well? Maybe not, but I loved watching it. As soon as I saw the preview, I knew I was going to like it. 
it harkened back to that one Beyonce music video. I believe it was for 7-Eleven. When it's like, show the sideways. Wait, that is a great call out. In the air. In the air. Where your hands are too tight, put it in the air. Oh, God, what a fucking bop. Yeah, that's a great call out, though. It does have very similar energies to that. Yeah, I think there was some inspiration taken there, but I'm here for it. Who loves, who doesn't love, you know, a girly pop sleepover anthem vibes. You're right, though. The song didn't really go with it, but she is just so incredible. And I know she has like some moves. You know what? Like she was, she was shaking that booty. She was, she was doing just singing. And I was here for it because I didn't, I have never seen that side of her. I've only really seen her like jumping across the stage, getting into her feels, but I didn't realize she could like dance. Honestly, she wasn't, it wasn't cringy at all to me. No, no, my book, not at all. And I have to ask, do you, have you noticed that, you know, how, when she was first becoming really big, she always wore those oversized, really baggy clothing. And now I feel like she's not, or she's just sort of like slowly stripping down a little more, like nothing crazy at all, but it's just, I think her vibe is changing a bit and I'm here for it. I think she looks amazing. Yeah. I think there's been a lot of, I've seen some discussion of that online and I don't know. I can't speak for her. I don't know what her reasoning behind that is, but I've heard a lot of people talking about how she 100% did share back in the day that like she felt really sexualized and Mm -hmm. as a young girl. And that's part of why she would dress like with baggy clothing and very like full coverage because she, she felt that way. And so a lot of people have been maybe thinking that by her just being a little bit more free and open with her clothing and unless just like less restrictive in, in terms of like covering up with the what she chooses to express herself with that it's her way of like taking back her power and being like I can wear whatever the fuck I want you don't get to like sexualize me and I'm gonna wear whatever makes me feel sexy and beautiful and confident and if that's true which I bet there's just that that's just the vibes that she is you know carrying out in this era I think that's really cool of her and I like it. I like whatever she wants to do and whatever she feels comfortable doing. I'm here for it. And yeah, she looks hot. She looks hot all the time. So I know literally 24 seven, the blonde hair I'm obsessed with. I feel like when people dye their hair, it takes me a couple days just to get used to it. But as soon as she posted that picture, I was like sold great. She can do no wrong. I will say out of the singles that she's released, I think therefore I am has been my favorite song. And I don't know, I think Billy has such a beautiful voice. And again, she really can do no wrong. But I just, I hope that the album has a little bit more of like the fun, dancey songs, just because I don't find myself, even though I love this song and I love the music video, I haven't found myself listening to the song that much. Like I'm still stuck on Olivia Rodrigo. And so I don't know what it is about the two, the last two singles, you know, Your Power and and this one, Lost Cause. I really like them, but I haven't found myself going to Spotify to play them. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I totally relate to that. Cause I feel that way about her music in general. Like I can appreciate it. And I think she has a great voice. I think she's really talented. I think her brother's really talented. It's just not really like, I don't, I've never been like, Oh, what, what what's that Billy song? Let me play that again. It's just not like for me, but I still appreciate it. But I think you're right. I'm just, I feel like I can't even picture like a super high, high energy song from her like is like it, bad guy I guess 
but I I just feel like <laughs> the vibes of her song have not been I don't know it, it kind of seems like a little bit repetitive and I think that's why I did like therefore I am because it had a little I mean it was still sort of that slow yeah I like therefore I am more than any of these what's my future do you know how that goes no I saw that and I was like oh shit I don't even know if that was released but I can't help but think in her documentary she commented a lot you know when when one of her songs wouldn't do super well or it wouldn't top the charts or whatever she would kind of freak out and be like I need to do better I need to do better and I keep thinking about that when I see these songs come out because I don't think she has topped the charts yet and I mean then again she's competing against Olivia Rodrigo like even Taylor Swift is coming you know re-recording her new albums like Justin Bieber came out with an amazing album there's a ton of new music coming out by these amazing artists so it's no discredit to her but I just feel like she's probably really frustrated even though it's great work I can I can like hear her being pissed off (laughs) yeah she's up against a lot right now and she's definitely a perfectionist so I'm excited for the album though like I'm definitely going to listen to it and you know form an opinion that's as objective as possible but knowing that I'm going into it like it probably won't be my favorite album just because I don't think she's my personal favorite artist or someone that I like choose to listen to a lot but I still do like when I hear her songs on the radio it's not like get that shit away from me (laughs) like oh I wouldn't I don't know that I would like add it to to my playlist or anything you know like it won't be a no skip is what you're saying it might be a skip it's it's, I I can't make that determination because I'm already just predicting that yeah like I'm probably gonna skip through them yeah my final thoughts on this is that I just love watching her music videos, whether it's, you know, a casual snake wrapped around her body and neck, or it's just this fun, like, dancey vibes with the gals, because I just love knowing that she's directing them. You know what I mean? I don't know. I feel like it makes me feel closer to her in a way. So I do respect the hell out of her for that. That's all. Did she definitely direct the one for Lost Cause? Hell yeah, she did. Iconic. Somebody told me that they were listening to the podcast a lot and that they started saying iconic a lot because of me. And now I cringe because that's so embarrassing. Like I didn't even realize that I said it so much. It's okay. Nobody's actually said anything like that to me, you know, like, oh, oh you say that a lot. And so, okay, well, it's I guess I'll just like mm-hmm. not quite as original. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, <laughs> I, I totally get it. Holy shit. Now, speaking of originality. <laughs> Bo Burnham's new Netflix special, Inside, is not stand-up comedy. It's a one-man isolation theater shot in one enclosed space and bursting with musical performances and video send-ups of genres from sad dude acoustic guitar songs to 80s synth pop. Filmed over more than a year of pandemic disruption, it's whimsical, biting, empathetic, and full of earworms. So me and Emily both watched this on Netflix over the course of the last week. And therefore, I wanted to talk about it because I was so intrigued and I just wanted to know what you were thinking when you watched it and what you think of Bo Burnham and just, yeah, give me all the tea. Okay, so I didn't do any research before watching the specials. So going into it, when I clicked on it, I assumed that it was just going to be your basic Netflix stand-up special and that he was going to be on a stage and then there was going to be laughter and clapping. And I think it says at the beginning, you know, a little disclaimer, there's no audience. This is not filmed in a theater. And I was like, oh, interesting. So what is it going to be then? And as I started watching it, I was trying to do work. I was trying to work on the side and then watch it on the side. And within the first five minutes, I realized, and at first I was like, oh, this is, 
you know, a, a mistake on his part. And then I realized, no, it's genius on his part because this is not something that you can watch while multitasking. It really does require your full attention just because there's a lot of singing and a lot of movement and a lot of different little segments and bits and pieces. And if you're not giving it your full attention, it doesn't make sense because I was listening to him singing, but I wasn't paying attention to the words that he was saying. So I was like, this isn't funny at all. And then I finally put my work away and started paying attention. And then all of a sudden, I think I started tuning in with the whole like mom FaceTime bit and I loved it. And then when he did his fake commercial for like brand awareness, I was absolutely Brand awareness had me dead. What do you stand for? Who are you? Bagel bites. Bagel bites. (laughs) And then he was like, the question is not, do you want to buy wheat thins? The question now is, will you support wheat thins in the fight against Lyme disease? <laughs> it was just so good. So again, I I really respect the hell out of him because I can't imagine that that special was easy to pull off at all. It is so unique. It really does require your full attention, which makes you appreciate it even more. And I thought it was genius. What were your thoughts? I just completely agree. Once again, we're really been on the same page. I've been feeling like it's a lot of like, I totally agree with everything you just said, but yeah, it's true. Definitely was like watching it thinking, damn, this is a work of art and true. It makes complete sense to me why it took over a year to create the fact that he did everything from the directing to the, to the filming, to the songwriting, to all of the producing, like it was a literal one man show. His name was the only one on the credits and it was incredibly impressive the way that he also, he literally doesn't leave that room, which I think is what's crazy. And yet every single song not only had a whole entirely different story behind it and like level of comedy to it, which is a a win in its own, but also had different art direction that kept you totally engaged for the entire movie. Like it was so, so interesting to watch and honestly so beautiful at times where I was like, holy shit, like how the fuck did you even think to do this with the few, like he probably, you know, he had his camera, he had some lighting, he had a projector, he had his, his musical, his like piano and guitar and whatever else. Don't forget the sock puppet. (laughs) Oh my God. I loved the sock puppet. (laughs) All that being said. So I loved it and I appreciated it. And I think he's like very underrated and soon and and not really because I think people are realizing it more and more just how like genius he is. But just in the fact that like for so long, he was just a vine. We knew him from vine and now he's really as a comedian. The only thing was that it was like incredibly dark (laughs) to the point where it made me a little bit sad. (laughs) Yeah, We did have to, we were watching it before bed on a work night and I had to be like, okay, we need to, we need to change it because I can't fall asleep to this because A, I wanted to finish it and B, it was like making me really, really sad at points. Like, obviously, a little bit of that maybe was dramatized for the sake of the art. But I also think it was all rooted in things that he'd been feeling and and super relatable things to what people experience in the pandemic. But also how, like, the social good movement of 2020 has impacted comedy specifically and how it impacts him but he did it in a way that was like self-aware and fully recognizing of like I am a white man and I know that I'm a white man and I know that I'm fucking cringe but here's here's what I'm gonna say as a white man which I thought was good because it's like okay at least at least you said that or else it would have been there would have been a huge thing missing I just (laughs) thought it was amazing like 
to come up with an hour and a half of that kind of content, you know, cause what the average stand up, if you're at like an open mic, it's about five minutes long and to do an hour and a half set, just normal stand up, I can't even imagine how difficult that is, let alone breaking it down into how many little sketches and works of art that yeah, require all this different attention. There's different like songs and all the effects and the echoes and the backups and just all that stuff. I can't even imagine, but things like this, I, even though, yeah, I did a little, a little dark at times. And I was like, all right, gonna need to watch an episode of Friends after this. <laughs> I did appreciate that, you know, if I ever really want to look back, I don't know why I would, but if I ever wanted to look back on 2020 and be like, what was that year like? This special would bring you back in an instant, I feel, which is how you know it's a work of art. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it was a time capsule, but it wasn't so like heavy hitting that it was because I feel like it's kind of like when you compare it to Grey's Anatomy or all those other shows that have the, have COVID in their shows yeah. and, and it's so tired because we're all just like, I don't want to think about it. I don't want to talk about it. I just want to move on once we can all get vaccinated and just be back to life. Yeah. But I didn't feel like he was, it was more about just like the overall vibes of 2020 versus, I don't think he mentioned coronavirus. Maybe he used the word pandemic. Oh, that's a good point. Yeah. Like I guess one he really or two did times. Oh, another was- work of art. Yeah, truly. Also, his music was so catchy. Like that made it so so fun too. Like all the music was good songs that were stuck in my head for several days afterward. It was yeah, just like really literally good. how are, how is this one person so talented? I'm I don't know if he will because I feel like the start of the next SNL season is so far away. But I would love to see him host SNL. That would be very fun. Yeah, and we just saw him on Promising Young Woman, and he was yeah. like a really interesting character there. And he's a great actor too. Like that was part of this special too, which I enjoyed heavily. I enjoyed promising his character and promising young woman and Mm -hmm. the way that he was acting like wasn't at all cringe in this special. So yeah, everybody should go watch it. Go watch it. And I'm sure we'll be seeing a lot more of him. I think he is going to be a big name. Not that he's already, but he's going to be huge. Speaking of big names... And what else? What else? And big money because they made a shitload of money for this damn thing. That they did. The Friends Reunion. On May 27th, we finally experienced the premiere of Friends, the reunion on HBO Max. And despite the constant updates, the news just keeps coming to the point that you may have trouble keeping track. The entire original cast, Jennifer Aniston, Courtney Cox, Lisa Kudrow, David Schwimmer, Matthew Perry, and Matt LeBlanc were there, though not as their beloved characters. Instead, they play a nostalgic game of Friends trivia on how well they remember the show, some cast members much better than others, reminisced about the original set props, chatted with James Corden, and welcomed a star-studded list of cameos, including Reese Witherspoon, BT. Yes, Kit Harrington, Carol Delavine, David Beckham, Malala Yousafzai, and more. Oh, and there was a fashion show too. Now, we do have a couple notes, a couple highlights. You know, there was David Schwimmer and Jen Aniston addressing that they allegedly had a crush on each other during the first couple seasons. There was Lady Gaga's duet with Lisa Kudrow. There was the fashion show. There were a lot of little moments that we can definitely touch on. But before we do that, I just want to know, how did you feel when you were watching it? How did you feel when it was over? Tell me all about it. Cause I know we're both just like friends, fans till we die. And I want to bond over this with you. Cause we haven't talked about it yet. Very true. So the special as a whole, I think, especially if I wasn't as big of a fan as I am, it wasn't as great or as exciting as I thought it was going to be. Am I disappointed about that? No, because it's been so long since we've all been together. I don't like what, 
are you supposed to do for a reunion like this? The expectations are so high that I'm sure it never would have met everybody's. So I'm not saying that I'm like mad or disappointed about it, but it wasn't as good as I wanted it to be. However, there is something so satisfying about just seeing a little behind the scenes, you know, for a show that you adore. Like for example, Schitt's Creek had a little Netflix special of just, you know, a final filming the last episode, a little behind the scenes info we had never seen before, how the, the show came to be. I feel like I never got that with Friends because I just keep rewatching it. And so I don't have an actual ending. And so in a weird way, even though the reunion wasn't as good as I thought it was going to be, it did sort of give me that peace of mind of like, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to be okay now that it's over. Oh my gosh, Emily, that brings so much to the forefront for me because (laughs) that, that is such a great point because I, I feel that again, feel the same way. I was actually, it's weird because I, as I was watching it, it's like, you can't not be smiling because that is such a, just a big part of childhood for me is friends and all the way through adulthood. Like I've always watched it for as long as I can remember. And so there was no way that I was going to watch that and not enjoy it to some degree, but there were also parts about it that made me like really, really sad and feel kind of weird. And I want to talk about that in a sec. But I actually think what you just said, I'm wishing that they would have done something like that. Like I'm picturing sort of a bachelor after the final rose setting where what if they had taken a bunch of never before seen behind the scenes or deleted scenes from, you know, the archives. I'm sure they exist somewhere in Marta Kaufman's basement and clip them together, get them all on the couch still, but have them just watch like maybe. And then show their reaction cam. Exactly. Like what if there was a montage of all the different times that Jen and David were flirty behind the scenes? Yes. That's all we wanted. I just, I want the nostalgia. Exactly. Or like little quirky moments like, oh, like when they found out that Courtney Cox wrote her lines on the kitchen table, like what other quirky things did she do? Or what was all of the times that Matthew Perry was doing something hilarious for bloopers? Even just bloopers. Yeah. Yeah. Like there's so many blooper reels on YouTube, but I'm sure they have even more. Or even if they literally just re-aired a bloopers reel that's on YouTube, I wouldn't have cared. hundred percent. And the thing is, and here's what made me sad and what made me realize my sadness over this was I actually don't really care about the actors as much as I care about the characters. I agree. The the people that, you know, Marta Kaufman and David Crane and that other guy wrote, like those are the people I care about. So I would have loved to see them in their element because there was something so sad about coming to terms with the fact that Lisa Kudrow is not Phoebe Buffay, that Courtney Cox is not Monica, that Ross isn't Ross, <laughs> whatever his fucking name is, David Chambers. <laughs> that made me really sad. And the other thing that made me sad was they all seemed really sad as people, except for Matt LeBlanc. He was like a cute little dad and I stand him till the very end. And he was actually very, you know, Joey vibes. And I just loved him and his energy. But everything else just gave me like, I don't know, it gave me like a pit and it made me kind of upset. And there were even some moments that dare I say they were a little bit cringe. Mm-hmm. Um, the Lisa Kudrow and Lady Gaga thing. That was that was uncomfortable for me. I just, listen, why, I feel like I said this when we first talked about the reunion when news started to come out about it. Why did they have to have all these cameos? I don't understand. I don't think it made it any better, personally. People can disagree, but I don't think that all the cameos really added anything to it. So I just don't see the point to this day. 
I, I agree with to some degree, BTS, Kit Harrington, Cara Delevingne, David Beckham, anyone that wasn't directly involved with the show, I was like, what the fuck? I don't give a shit. I'm sorry. I literally don't care. Yeah. But I did really love when they brought out Mr. Heckles. I was absolutely shook, shook that he was even alive. <laughs> shook, shook. They showed uh, Joey's hand twin. Yeah, uh, and that, that made was me great. happy when they brought Richard on the set, like when they talked to Gunther, all of that made me really happy. But the yes. cameos were unnecessary, like completely agree with you on that one, because that didn't do anything for me. Whereas if it was a cameo from someone involved, then that felt very fan servicey and made me very happy inside. Yeah, exactly. And I just I don't know if people are aware of this, but we briefly have to discuss how much they made, because apparently each of them got $2.5 million just for this special. So I won't really say anything else on that. Just let that sink in. Yeah. And they also make so much money still from the show. It's actually wild. Oh yeah. They apparently, yeah. Cause they get a, they get a 2% cut and apparently that can be as high as $20 million annually. Well, good for them. Honestly, they deserve it because they really, they really did that with, you know, all 10 seasons. And I, I hope that they get lots of money for the rest of their lives because they did bring so much joy and happiness to the world. Now, you know, we'll be delicate with this, but I do think there's an elephant in the room. When people were talking about how many of their appearances have changed drastically. Oh, okay. That's a good, oh man. I mean, my first thought was, holy shit, the women <laughs> aged a lot better than the men did. I feel like David Schwimmer looks the exact, the exact same. Matt LeBlanc, like... He could still get it. You know, I'm happy for him. I don't know. I mean, I, at first I really wanted to weigh in a lot and I wanted to, you know, like maybe even post some stories about it. But then I was like, oh, I don't want to be this shallow bitch that like, you know, I feel like they're finally coming back on TV. I'm not trying to talk shit about anybody. Why can I not think of the name of the actor who plays Chandler? Matthew Perry. Yeah. He, oof, you know, hard to see, but I mean, he's also like gone through a lot of shit and like had yeah. a lot of issues. And so it makes sense. And also, yeah. I don't even want to know how much like Botox that Courtney Cox has gotten. Lisa Kudrow, I don't think can age at all. Jennifer Aniston, same here. I think I have more wrinkles than her. Um, yeah. Must be all that collagen. But I that definitely got a lot of people talking on Twitter. <laughs> it did. And I mean, yeah, you're right. Like, I don't like to talk about people's appearances in a negative way. But it was, it's more just like, yeah, they, they all, I mean, let's just be honest. They all clearly got a lot of filler, some more than other, others. And filler is really the place where it, it changes like the actual shape and appearance of some of them versus like, if it's Botox, Botox is really more about smoothing lines and like removing wrinkles. And I think everybody looks great with a little bit of Botox and it's, it's really hard to look botched with just Botox, but the filler is where everything gets a little extra, like lip filler, cheek filler. You can see it in some of the cast members more than others. And it's not that anyone looks bad or anything, but more so than like looking bad or, or, or making like a negative comment about their appearance. It's more just the fact to me, what was unsettling is that a lot of them look looked like Twilight Zone versions of themselves. Like they didn't look how they would look if they had aged with just a little yeah. bit of Botox. Yeah. And I feel like it almost makes them look older in a way. Like Matthew Perry is only 51, but I felt like he looked 70 out there. You know, same with Courtney Cox. She's only 56, but I, she looked like she was in her late 60s, early 70s. I don't know. I know. Yeah, it was, well, it was weird. I'm just so curious because all of them were so attractive and beautiful. Like they were some of the sexiest people in Hollywood back in 
the day. And it's more, and I'm also just curious, like what would Courtney Cox look like? Like if she just aged naturally, because I bet she would be fucking stunning and not that she's not with it. It's just, I don't know. It's, it's definitely weird to see that they all, we all thought they would look a certain way, you know, however many years later. And then they just look different. And it was like jarring to watch them talk and be like, wait, are we sure that's <laughs> we sure that's imposter? Imposter. I'm surprised you said David Schwimmer looked the same because he looked like he got a ton, a ton of filler too. Okay, good call. Good call. I mean, I guess I just sort of assumed that they all have, so I ranked him as normal. <laughs> yeah. Well, they all have, but I just think they're he got the better, he went to the better professional to get it done. <laughs> yeah. I mean. I don't know. Like to me, I bet Matt LeBlanc has gotten some Botox, but he doesn't look like he really got anything. His no, he, he looks like he just he looks like, like a, a little silver, silver fox moment. Exactly. Anyways, mm-hmm. no shade. I completely support anyone's decision to make whatever modifications they want to their body safely. It's just that it just needed to be addressed. It did need to be addressed, and it was just like I said, it was the unsettling nature of them looking like themselves but slightly different that. I just, I had to acknowledge. No, I appreciate you for doing that. Thank you for And I'm glad that it's over. I feel like they just wrapped it up with a little bow, just like this episode. Yeah, fuck yeah, let's go. All right, bye guys. (laughs) I just heard James walk in with the Italian, so. She's ready to eat, baby. She's putting on her bib as we speak. Well, 40 minutes truly does fly by when you're having fun. We'll see how long this actual episode ends up being. Maybe a little bit shorter, huh? Yeah. Sweet. Okay, guys, well- Thanks for being with us on the short episode and we will catch you next week. We'll get back onto our regularly scheduled programming soon, but it has truly been just a crazy couple of weeks and days of hosting and everybody's vaccinated. So we're all living our lives and I hope that you guys are too. And maybe, maybe you're not missing us quite as much now that the pandemic is. Don't even put that. that Nature is healing. Okay. You're right. You're right. I know you want us. You know, you want me. I know I want you. You know you want me, you know I want you. What an iconic song. Iconic. Ugh. Again. <laughs> ding, 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 ding. All right, everybody. Well, I think we will close it for today. Have a great rest of your day slash week slash month, and we will see you next week. Bye. Bye, guys. Bye.